This is Brave New World. where we look at what sort of world we want to live in in the new normal, how to live and do business sustainably and the wicked problems of climate change. How can retail survive and thrive and what will it look like? Today's podcast is all about the business case for sustainable strategy. We're trading in very uncertain times. So is the climate agenda more or less important now? Is build back better just a great campaign slogan or is there more substance behind it? To discuss this and probably other issues, I'm joined by Sarah Blake, Director of Earthology. Welcome to the Brave New World podcast, Sarah. First off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company, Earthology, and what it does. Hi, uh, thanks very much for having me here today. So, Earthology. What is Earthology and what it does? I suppose Earthology was born out of thinking about the future and what we are doing to the planet and trying to think of better ways to do business. So Earthology does talks, workshops and strategy and we help people to get started on their sustainability journey. So anybody who's thinking, I don't know what scope three emissions mean, I've heard of B Corps, I don't know what the SDGs are, I know I need a sustainability strategy, um, people come to us and we get them started. We can go into companies and do talks with their employees about what they can do with their carbon footprint. We can also do management discussions on strategy and that kind of thing. And if people need further advice, then they come to us. That sounds great. Sounds like you're exactly the sort of person that needs to talk about sustainable strategy for business. <laughs> so just at this point, I'd like to point out that I bumped into Sarah online as we both did the University of Cambridge Institute for Sustainable Leadership's Business Sustainability Management course. Well, and that's a lot, a lot to, a big mouthful there, but it was a, it was basically the course for me was I wanted to try and find out more about some of the bigger issues around sustainability and sustainability within the business context. So to do a course on business sustainability management seemed like a sensible thing to do. And certainly the thing that I got out of it was that you don't actually need to be the CEO of a large company in order to be a, a, a leader in business sustainability and that basically it's up to each and every one of us to do that. But what was your what was your sort of takeaway from the course, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, very similar lines. Um, I actually think what I have come away with it is an amazing group of international contact, contacts of people who really want to make a difference and can make a difference in their various industries. What I really enjoyed was the people on the course were everybody from maybe somebody like uh, HR in PepsiCo through to somebody just starting their own company through to somebody maybe an engineer and nothing was being done about sustainability in their own company and they wanted to make a difference so I really took from it that anybody uh, can make a difference and, and do something about the current crisis and in fact they can future-proof their business um, by taking on board some of the things that we learnt during the course. Mm. Good, good. So that sort of set the scene I suppose for what we're going to be talking about in a minute but before we do that, I just want to talk about the word sustainability because it's 
it's in some ways it's a very overused word and yet a lot of business people don't really seem to get it whereas maybe they know what being green is but yet when it comes to sustainability somehow it's something that doesn't actually apply to them so what 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 you know and and from what i i've got a, de a definition here from the cambridge dictionary um, which i thought i'd use the cambridge dictionary seeing as we do the university of cambridge course and there's two meanings of the word sustainable one has been around for a long time and the other one is new and the one that's been around for a long time is able to continue over over a period of time so on that basis you could argue that every business should be sustainable because they all want to be able to be continue over a period of time but the word where sustainability and green issues where how that's all got caught up together is um, the word sustainability means causing little or no damage to the environment and therefore able to continue for a long time so it's basically taken the first meaning and then added on this bit about not damaging the environment so does that all make sense to you or what do you what do you what do you take is the what do you what's your take on the word sustainability okay so for me sustainability is exactly that the second one um it is something that i often use in my presentations because i think people don't understand what the word sustainability means it's used so frequently these days but without meaning um to me it means leave no trace um I'm actually a Brownian guide leader and it's something that we talk about to the kids. It means leaving no trace that we were ever here um, and doing that little or no damage to the environment. But it also means continue for a long time and we are now getting to the stage in the world and there are so many businesses already got to this stage where they cannot continue one without the other because if they're causing so much damage to the environment, let's just say it's um, drying of the lakes to produce cotton you're not going to be able to produce any more cotton if you've got no water to water it so therefore your business is not sustainable anymore and you're going to have to look at other options um, so I think we're already seeing it in certain industries it just hasn't touched upon everybody um, and I think that people need to delve into it a little bit more to really understand how sustainability works for them because every business is going to be different mm. Sounds, that sounds a good good sort of take on it all and certainly I feel that idea of leaving no trace is interesting because it's something that we aspire to do when we're in not or not aspire to do 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 when we're in the natural environment so you wouldn't think of leaving litter around but yet as a business you do leave a trace mm. and lots of businesses do leave a trace but they don't see it in that they don't see it in the same context as leaving no trace on the environment when they're out walking or whatever mm. so what what let's sort of get down to the nub of it now so what what really is the business case for sustainability and I suppose the first thing we need to talk about is what every business wants which is profitability mm. so how can we have a profitable business and a sustainable business at the same time that is a very good question. And I think it depends on your business, um, for sure. I mean, you only have to look towards the bigger companies now and the investments that they're making in sustainability. I just saw something today about Dropbox, who are aiming to be certainly carbon neutral by 2030. They're aiming to offset all of their carbon emissions from their, um, obviously what they do is where they need everything to be cooled, where their data centers are. So they're a major, I think, uh, outgoing. Um, but I think 
people are realizing now that you can't have a business without that. Um, and this is going to filter down to the smaller companies. Um, for example, uh, there are bigger companies who are asking people to provide them with a sustainability policy. And this is a long winded way of saying it, but you need to be ahead of your competitors. So if there's a large, you provide, let's say, to a large multinational and they are putting sustainability into their tenders and you don't have one, but your competitors do, you're going to lose out. So you're going to need to start thinking about these things. In fact, um, Boston Consulting Group did a study um, in the last year or so that said that most businesses that put sustainability at the heart of what they do, do up to 20% better than their competitors. So I think from a business case point of view, it's a no brainer. I mean, what's not to like about making more money just by putting sustainability at the core of what you do? But I suppose that's, you know, for a company like Dropbox, that's relatively straightforward because the product they're producing is online. But for a more complicated company like a manufacturing company or a retail business where they're actually producing things, goods, widgets, and now we're in a global economy, so you could be wearing something that was made in, that was, the fabric came from one part of the world, it gets shipped to another part of the world, it gets made and dyed and made there, and then it gets shipped to another part of the world, and we use it, and then it gets shipped to another part of the world when we discard it. So, you know, it's not quite so easy when it comes to goods and goods. Services are pro possibly easier, but goods manufacturing farming all of those sort of things that's that's more is that more complicated or is it just that that we, we need to just try try and work at it a bit harder i think there are lots of innovative solutions coming down the tracks and so if you're in one of those more complicated businesses where yes you produce or you make something or you import something um, then it is potentially more complicated but it doesn't have to be and maybe you don't start with what we call like the wicked problems the really big things in the beginning you start with okay the easy wins like the SDGs nobody does all 17 not even Microsoft so you know you look at it and go okay where's my, my where's my impact what can I do now so that you can start the ball rolling with your company with your employees how people think that kind of thing don't necessarily start with like the thing that's going to break the bank and or anybody else's head so um, so so what, what 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 we're saying then is that it's not necessarily about changing your business model on day one so it's not you know what i'm doing now is bad sustainability is good so i need to sh do that big shift but it's more about changing your mindset about the way you approach your business and looking at things that you can change relatively easily to be more to, to have a lower carbon footprint because that's the that's the that's the aim of it all is to reduce the, the amount of carbon in the atmosphere so that we we don't global warming is slowed down. So is it about doing the doing the easier things first, but then hopefully by thinking about those that then makes you question other parts of the business and then start looking at that and what the implications are for the way you're doing things. So if you're sourcing products, for example, next time you need to source something new, then maybe you'll take a different approach to it than you did before. So you might not necessarily just look for the cheapest in price, you might then start looking for something that's got, that, that, will, that will meet the, the, you know, that's got a good environmental footprint as well as 
what the cost is. So the cost is not necessarily just a financial cost, but you need to look, start looking at the environmental and the social cost of, of what it is you're procuring. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, if you take a leaf, there, I mean, there, there is something to be learned from the bigger companies, right? If you, if you look at H&M, Unilever, those kind of companies, they didn't say, I'm going to, you know, eat the elephant overnight. They just went, okay, we're just going to take a little bite here of what we can do because otherwise it's it's too complicated and people just walk away and, that, and that's the current problem we have I think is that people just go oh, it's too much I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing stick my head in his hand and hope this doesn't happen anymore um but you can't do that because your business won't be here in 10 years time for, for absolute sure like absolutely no doubt about that so I think if so let's say H&M you know people call it greenwashing but they've just started with you know they have their conscious basics they have their cotton etc but they're trialing that they're going okay one is there the appetite two how complicated is it three is it more expensive four logistically how are we going to do this is it going to be you know more compromising for our business and I think what they're finding is through their take back scheme which and everyone says oh gosh again that's greenwashing but what they do is they take back their stuff and anything that they can't repurpose we make into new fabric actually gets pushed into stuff like car doors it gets put you know made into rags and all that kind of stuff and is, is repurposed so nobody's perfect um and i think you know if you look at something like the ella MacArthur foundation for the circular economy um they're doing amazing projects with you know companies big and small you don't you don't have to be have a team of people behind you i don't think to look at this and say okay let's take a view of what we do going from here yeah 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 no it's 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 interesting how even big companies have had to take that approach you know with all the resources that they have that they've basically said therefore it's not the size of the company it's that it's how you approach it really that that, that, that that seems to that seems to matter you know and i suppose really what's the that's the sort of business case if you like the profitability side of it and the trying to manage the business model but what about the people how do how do how what's 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 important in terms of how that then affects the people who work for the business yeah i mean that is a big a big part of it and actually just one ancillary point on on the kind of profitability point is that in a lot of these um a lot of the companies that have started to do stuff have actually found incidentally that they have cut costs. So if you're a farmer and you're trapping um, methane from your silage or whatever, they're finding that they can sell that and suddenly they've got an alternative uh, route to market. So th this isn't just about trying to cut costs, m have you know better at what you're doing. It's also about new routes to market and new opportunities. Mm. And with that, I think you bring on board your employees. Um, a study by um, Deloitte has proven that millennials and Generation Z, you know, are really concerned about climate change so much so it's their top concern. So when they're looking at where they're going to work, even in the current times when look we're laying off people, there's a lot of uncertainty. People are still looking at this, going, okay, do I want to work somewhere that has a, a purpose? And especially post-COVID, people are looking at their, how it, how long it takes them to get to work, what's my work-life balance like, how has my employer treated me post-COVID, um, that's really important I think, so people are really clued in now and the millennials are in the management generation now as well and they want to drive change, so you have to be in it to win it and to win the war for talent, I think you have to make a difference and prove that you are. Mm. Mm. 
and 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 also that what what effect does that then have on the community around that business you know there's you know that by because one of the big things around sustainability is the social impact of what a company does and that might not be just you know making sure that you're produce you're, you're procuring goods that haven't come from you know an area where there's maybe been you know modern slavery you know there's 40 million people in the world today are enslaved which is a, a really sort of stunning figure really when you think about it and we tend to think of slavery as being something that happened like nearly two centuries ago when in fact you know as I said it affects 40 million people today and a lot of those people are in agriculture and are in fishing and are in clothing production of one description or another so so therefore there's 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 that's one side of looking at the social aspect of 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 of, of sustainability but then there's the community around the company and and how businesses operate and what effect that the operation of that business has on its immediate community so mm, absolutely yeah, I, yeah. I i think that is really important because it's it's part of the dna of a company you might only be a, a small company supporting the local gaa or you know you might be little supporting um the women let's just say you know to I mean their campaign and i think you can do that on whatever scale you choose but certainly to, you need to have that kind of community impact i think to get the buy-in you know and that's bring us around to kind of brand and that kind of thing but i think it's really important and the way people look at brands now they don't want greenwashing they want to know that you're doing something for the community especially post-covid um how you reacted as a brand post-covid i think is really important to people um you know coming out of lockdown like what you know how are you looking after your um your people and your community outside of that um i am a follower of um, something called project drawdown which um, has looked at the top 100 ways that we can sequester carbon from the environment um, and one of their issues is actually giving empowerment to women in third world countries to stop you know, the population boom to give them stoves to manage cooking better to educate them mm. so people think of sustainability and they think of the environment mm. that's the first thing they think oh gosh it means i must be you know leaving no trace but for me and i think for you as well sustainability is it's very holistic it's about what you're doing for your community what you're doing for your employees for your customers how are you um, conducting business in the world and i think that's what you know often people want to leave uh, a legacy um, and they don't want to leave any trace of being here um, so I think that's really important that people think about community when it comes to brand and brand image because you only have to look at those brands that have really invested in that and done that very well Ben and Jerry's those kind of companies that right at the beginning said we want to invest you know people into our business um, and get people to come along with us rather than us just paying them to come in and clock in and clock out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think about Marks and Spencer, which was a company I worked for for 17 years. And when I think back when I worked for them at the, what is now the end of the last century, which makes me feel <laughs> extremely old. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were very much ahead of their time in many ways in that they, you know, the community was always embedded in the values of the business. 
And it's interesting that even though they're going through tough times at the moment, as every retailer is, they're still there, you know, and they're absolutely. Having, and I think they will continue to be there, you know, certainly from what I know of the company. But but they were they were always they they were very much ahead of their time, both in terms of the way they treated their their their, their staff and colleagues, but also in terms of the way they interacted with the with the local community and and were and 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 got the concept very early on that you do business within a community that you're not separate from you're not there just making money you're there as part of the community absolutely and i think what you know what i take from them is 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 you know their plan a as they called it which was their environmental policy and i remember myself going into one of their stores and um, I think it was probably from the course, um, and I said, oh, something about plan A. And this lovely lady behind the counter, she just went, she was went off and went, she was like, oh, you know about plan A? I'm the leader for plan A for this floor, and this is what we're doing, and all these coat hangers, when they get broken, they go back and they get made into fleeces, and this is what we do, and would you like to know more? And I'm always, in, and I just thought, it blew me away with the fact that she was so knowledgeable mm. that they had gone to the trouble of educating mm. somebody to that level and making somebody empowered that they could make changes within the organisation and feel that they could offer up any suggestions and give that information to the customer ultimately. Mm. And that's to- that's the total opposite of greenwashing too because that shows that as a company they're not just doing sustainability because it looks good on for their PR and it, you know it's it's something that's adopted at a high level but doesn't really affect what happens down below which is which is what I would see a lot of greenwashing as being so they're really embedding the their sustainability principles in the company and in the people who work for the company um, and I think that's you know so I'm, that's really good to hear it's good to hear um, so so we've talked a bit there about profitability and how you incorporate sustainability into your business model what impact that then has on the people who both work for the business and for the wider community and for the world so if if I'm a business that's looking to try and embrace, you know, I've sort of I'm starting to get this now. So what would be the way forward? How do you move from wanting to embrace these principles and thinking that yeah, it might be a good thing for my business? How do you move from that into actually doing something and putting in together some sort of strategy? Yeah, I mean, I think the the main thing is 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 to think about creating a strategy or a policy on sustainability. Um, you can't really go very far forward without it. Um, and I would say it's a really good idea to start reading up um, on things that interest you. Um, a book that I'm always telling a lot of people to read is Let My People Go Surfing um, from the guy who set up Patagonia. Um, My friend Yves Chouinard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yvonne Chouinard. I'm glad you pronounced that, not me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a brilliant book and uh, there's also Regenerative Leadership. Um, I can't remember the people that's why, but it's uh, the brilliant books. I, yeah, I think those are really good ways um, to start, but also to engage your staff, your customers, your associations. I mean, you know, if you look at um, some companies, um, and let's just say scope three emissions, people talk about scope one, scope two, and scope three, but scope three emissions really does, it's the stuff that's kind of nearly beyond your control, which is like, you know, how your staff get to work. Do they um, drive in one car and one person, or do they do they cycle, you know, all those kind of things. Um, and, you know, you can look at that and go, oh my goodness, it's too scary. Um, but actually, if you just start with a policy, um, maybe look at the UN SDGs, they are the blueprint 
for uh, a sustainable future and are used by a huge amount of companies. Um, it's what we use when we are talking to companies because you can just go down the list quite easily and kind of work through the areas that you need to focus on. And I think it's also governance. You need to look at your own government governance internally. How do we involve people? What's our current strategy? Um, can we change our current strategy to be more sustainable? Um, and something that I think that we learnt on the course is partnership. Mm -hmm. So that's actually number mm -hmm. 17 SDG. Yeah. But I think if you look at the really wicked problems, you know, of say, let's say plastic pollution, right? You know, Tesco's, um, Waitrose Sainsbury's are not doing it by themselves. They're all collating together under the RAP Plastics Act uh, to try and work it out. Mm. So if you see an opportunity to talk to or work with a competitor rather than thinking, you know, I've tried to try this myself so that I'll be super ahead of everybody else. It's like, this is too massive for me to figure out. Maybe it's bioplastics, maybe it's, um, you know, I, I can't stop sourcing myself, my, my the, our stuff from, you know, the um, overseas and we need to think about how, you know, we're not Levi's, we can't suddenly start air printing our jeans, which is what they're doing at the moment and just amazing in one cabinet with no, because um, jeans are particularly bad for the environment. Um, so yeah, I think there's so many things that you could do, but starting with a strategy and a policy is, is definitely the way forward mm -hmm. because then you'll have a blueprint for what to follow and where to go. I think the idea of collaboration is really interesting too because uh, you know as a, as a lifelong business person your first instinct is to protect and to not and not want to share things because you think that your competitors are then going to have one over on you and you know there's all that competitive edge thing so in it's in the DNA of lots of businesses not to be collaborative because that's what's kept them s sharp in the past and what's put them ahead of their competitors and that maybe you know some of the problems of as you, as, uh, you know I love that phrase the wicked problems of sustainability and maybe some of the issues are so big that you do need to collaborate because the solution is then going to benefit everybody mm. and I think it's that change in mindset and that commitment which is re which is which is which is going to be so key and um, when I did the course I chose Ryanair as my um, project subject which was really interesting having known nothing about the aviation industry before I started it I now know a bit more than nothing but not a huge amount and what was interesting was the looking at the whole issue of sustainable air fuel and I'm not going to go into a big diatribe about the aviation industry now but you know that is only going to be solved by collaboration within the industry and it's not just collaboration between airlines it's going to mean the, 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 the fuel manufacturers it's going to be the airports it's going to be the operators of the airports so everybody is going to have to collaborate together to try and solve that really big wicked problem which hopefully the pandemic is going to push a bit in the right direction but um but i think for me it was a big a big example of where collaboration is really necessary within an industry which is which is historically being incredibly competitive um so yeah so i think it's uh, yeah absolutely and i think i think the thing is in collaborating there like at the moment you know it's probably going to be more expensive whereas you all collaborate together and you all sort out the suppliers and how that's going to be yeah, one exactly. then you don't depend on 
where we are dependent on at yeah. the moment for, for getting our um, oil. Um, so then, you know, national security, all those kind of things come into play. Yeah. Two, you're going to drive down the price. It's going to make it cheaper for everyone. Mm. And three, you're going to make the supply much more available. You yeah. know, you're going to up the buying power, yeah. all those things. Yeah. So it's a bit of a no-brainer. But it, I, I, granted, I take your point that it is difficult to get your head around. Why would I collaborate but you don't have to collaborate on anything everything it's just those things that you cannot solve yourself and yeah. you say it's actually going to be too hard for me to stop getting my stuff from you know um factories in china and in fact we don't like we don't want people to stop supporting you know certain industries etc otherwise you know there will be other repercussions so all these problems are very interconnected and interdependent so we have to look at all the implications before you make a move mm, exactly yeah and i mean by collaboration you actually create something though that's going to benefit everybody because and that's the whole point of it is that the problems are so big that you you need to have that that overall sort of um, will to want to make it to what to want and commitment to change it in order for everybody to benefit from from, from that in the longer term and the planet the most of all of course you know yeah um Okay, so we're just coming to the end sort of ish now, um, Sarah. So is there any one thing that you would like to say that a company should think about for their, you know, for, for looking at their sustainability strategy? Maybe the sort of, um, you know, is it, is it the start small or um, is it with the people or? It's start <laughs> I don't care where you start so long as you do it I really don't and I don't it's going to depend on your like right now everyone's running around going oh my goodness is there going to be a business still um, and I totally get that um, because it is very difficult at the moment um, but that's why you need to look at your business and your sustainability strategy and if you don't have one start to think about it and yeah i mean start small think big is what i would say because procurement is coming down the track um you know you're going to get asked by um your for the tenders or for whatever you're applying to people are going to start asking you this so you are going to need to have the answers so why not be ahead of the game sounds good so start small and think big absolutely the four words that we take out of this half hour <laughs> podcast so thank you very much Sarah it's been a great chatting to you thank you for having me thank you for listening to the end of this podcast and I hope it sparked some new thinking for your business and your green journey you can find out more about me and read my regular blog posts on my website retailrenewal.ie follow me on social media as Linda Ward or at Retail Renewal you can find Sarah on earthology.ie and on social media at earthology Listen out for the next podcast in a fortnight's time and stay tuned. Please subscribe on your favourite podcast channel. Thanks again and chat to you next time.